that, you know, it's like how kids talk about baseball players. That's how we talk about albums. We're just trying to postpone mortality. They need that to fill some kind of void that they have. The search for the Yeti. He's a duck. <laughs> well, don't interfucking rough. Hello and welcome to the Smashing Pumpcast. I'm Frank Garcia Hale. I'm Pat O'Brien, and we are so excited to be joined today by the Shredder himself. Jeff Schroeder is with us, and he is, he was kind enough to spend uh, some more time with us. His day off. Yeah, his day off. They're finishing out the Rock Invasion 2 tour. But yeah, we we got to sit down with Jeff and talk about the tour, how it's been going, um, our yeah. highlights, fan highlights. It's Yeah, it was an awesome conversation, as usual. We love Jeff. But before we dive into our interview with Jeff, we just have a few patreon members to thank we got justin reeves joe cruz thank you so much and jeremy price we also want to thank uh, give a big big thanks to an anonymous um supporter on buy me a coffee for your very super duper generous donation it really blew us away we're so moved and grateful for it so uh you know who you are it was anonymous but we thank you all so much um, yeah, check out our Patreon if you're so inclined. If you're not ready to commit to something like that, you know, could check out our Buy Me a Coffee. Whatever you think, we appreciate you all so much for listening, and we appreciate your support. It helps us do, helps us keep this thing running. Because Lord knows, you know, we got, we got. There's costs. There's overhead sometimes. You know, we got a new recording device. Um, yeah, we had to get a new recording device for Pat. Uh, kind of crapped out. Yeah. Uh, things crap out but yeah i mean uh, if you want to visit these links just go to the show notes and there'll be links for patreon and buy me a coffee and our merch as well just a little bit word of warning uh so i am getting over bronchitis my daughter had it and uh, i caught it and um I don't know. I guess I have sick brain or something. And brain I forgot cough. To, <laughs> I, per, I forgot to record uh, on my end at the very beginning of this interview for about 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, but Pat and Jeff are going to sound great. But me, not so much. Uh, but about 30 minutes in, I'll kick in with my own side of the recording once I realized uh, my dumb mistake. And uh, so just bear with uh, my bad audio for a little bit. It'll even out. Uh, but Jeff was, uh, he's a gentleman and definitely a scholar. Uh, Literally. He is wonderful for sitting down with us on his day off. And I think yeah. you're going to enjoy this interview because I think we got a little scoopy in this one about the new album. So without further ado, enjoy our Rock Invasion 2 chat with the one and only Jeff Schroeder. Jeff, welcome back to the Smashing Pumpcast. Yeah, happy to be back. Yeah, so where are you now and how are you doing? Uh, I am basically in, at the border of Kentucky and this um, and Ohio in Cincinnati. Um, but I think we're playing in technically Kentucky tomorrow. Okay, okay. and you have two more shows? So we have... Uh, Kentucky, then Columbus, Ohio, and then the festival in 
Peoria-esque Illinois oh, right. somewhere. Chillicothe, Illinois, I think is what it's called, which I have no idea what, but I've told I've been told it's near Peoria, so a few hours outside of Chicago. Okay. Do yeah. you at this point on a tour like this, does it, I mean, it's, it, do the, do the dates or the cities, the places start to blur together a little bit, or do you lose track of where you're going next and where you've been and all that? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, at some point, it's just one day ahead. You know, you kind of just yeah. look at, you get the, you know, the, we don't actually get the paper anymore, but you get the email, like the quote unquote, the day sheet. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, all right, that's where I'm going to be tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can, obviously, you know, I look at the, the, the month itinerary and I know where we're going. You know, I look at all of it, but then sometimes in the middle of the week, I'm like, where are we going next? Because especially some of the routing on this tour, it's just been like we've crisscrossed crisscrossed the country already a few times. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which because, I mean, because I think the way that this this tour was kind of came together was that we had the festivals. And depending on where the festival, then we kind of made like places we could play during the week in between the festivals and yeah right. so there is a logic to it it wasn't just completely hey let's see how, how much sure. how far we can make these guys travel in a month but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it all made sense about yeah getting to those shows those kind of you know those things on the weekend and whatnot yeah well we did uh we were lucky enough to catch you we we had sort of a big weekend of seeing you in a few different contexts because we first saw you on james corden we have a friend who works at that show so we last minute went to that show which was a very cool kickoff to oh, the weekend rad. yeah that was yeah. awesome that was fun yeah it was cool yeah we were in the house um and screaming loud make, making a lot of noise and <laughs> then we saw you well actually okay so frank saw you in santa barbara Right. Right. I was the only reason I was unable to attend was because I was seeing Sir Paul McCartney that night at the SoFi Stadium, which was amazing. So that the, yeah, that's like yeah. the only yeah, that's like the only performer <laughs> I would miss I've you guys. Heard, I've heard everybody that I know that's gone to see him said it's just inc- he's incredible still, like just mind blowing, like amazing that he can still do it all. It's insane. I mean, he's pushing 80. I I wept like three or four times. I mean, you know, like <laughs> yeah. a lot of like, you know, what uh, it's there's yeah, I'm sure a lot of a lot of dads in the audience <laughs> weeping yeah. of, of all generations. Yeah. But um, so anyway, we but just speaking of festivals, we saw you at the Redondo Beach concert, right. the um, Beach Life Festival. And, mm-hmm. we're, you know, we'll try to be like cool, cool dudes and not gush too much. But it was incredible. I mean, you guys were pretty mind blowing and it, 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 it was even more sort of just uh, on display, I think because of the fact that it was a festival crowd and it wasn't mm-hmm. like all diehards necessarily, but I don't know, by the end of the show, I think everybody was kind of diehard. Like I, you really like, it was totally jaw dropping. I think you guys really just blew people away that night. It was amazing. Wow. That's, you know, it's so funny to hear because, because, you know, I'm on the other side of the screen, you know what I mean? And so to, yeah. so to speak during those, and and, you know, and this now version of the band with James back, you know, because the, you know, we started, I guess, playing, you know, in essence, you know, Jimmy came back for that Manson tour in 2015. And so, 
that's you know seven years since then. Then James came back, so mm-hmm. but we've been playing with this formation now for a long time, and you kind of lose perspective a little mm-hmm. bit in terms of like in my mind, I'm like, oh, that could be better, and oh wow, I wish you know I, if I had more time for the next one, I'm gonna work on this sound some more, and yeah. all these all these things that I wanted, like I hear that I'd like to improve, or maybe you know like oh wow, the monitor mix is strange, but then. Um, you forget sometimes, like, wow, we actually sound pretty good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it, because for us, you know, we don't ever rest on our laurels in that way. I mean, I really say that with all sincerity. We're sure. always looking for ways that we can sound better, play better, improve. Um, yeah. You know, we're all very good listeners in that way. So we're always looking for for things that we can do. So, but I, I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it's really encouraging to hear those words from you because I know you guys have seen the band so many times and, and through all different iterations. And so I know it means a lot to us to, to hear those types of things. You know, we really try. <laughs> That's the one thing yeah. for us, the music and the musical presentation is always number one. Sure. The consensus is, from the people we've talked to, especially, we have a lot of listeners who just like to chat with us about the shows they just saw or like comparing set list and whatnot. Uh, and I think the consensus is that it sounds incredible. Everybody's excited because the band sounds, in my opinion, uh, probably the best I've heard them, uh, the, the band live, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I absolutely was floored by the 2018 performances because it was great to see that production and everything. Yeah. Sound wise. And I saw the band in 96, 2000 and, you know, throughout that. And I for me, uh, this tour was really uh, or the, the, the three times I saw you were just like it, to me, it just sounds like you're on point. It feels like the band. There's something on stage too that feels like that the other fans are noticing too it just feels more not loose but like it feels fun again <laughs> i don't know how to sure sure that. sure 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 but it feels yeah. like you guys are enjoying it i don't know i think it's just you know you can only get like i mean everybody's a professional everybody's played you know thousands of shows in their life but when you put a group of people together, it just takes, there's no way that you can create time and history together. And, and it's, and a lot of it is what happens on stage, you know, now that we've played this version of the band playing hundreds of shows together, Mm -hmm. but also I think a lot of that, what I, what I think what you're saying is kind of translating through the music is, is the thousands and thousands of hours spent together off stage as well. True. You know, I mean, like having yeah. lunches together and having to go through high th- high points together and adverse adversities together and getting dinner together and talking about each other's families together. And I, and I think all that does translate. And so, yeah, again, that's, you know, to me, that's so encouraging to hear, you know, because those are things that we often, it's hard for us to be objective about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of you know, course. especially in the moment, you know what I mean? Right. Because we're, yeah. we're, you know, you're living in, I'm living in the bubble. <laughs> you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. we're living in this kind of traveling bubble. And so you just think, Hey, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I, you know, so like I said, sometimes it's hard for me to think like even my own personal performance or the band performance. I mean, I know we're always good, you know what I mean? Because I know like, we we never train wreck up there, you know what I mean? Right. So I know that, but you know, sometimes, like I said, it, it it's, 
like it's hard to be objective about like what it actually sounds like, looks like, you know, because we're just up there playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it really feels like this, you know, for a band that it, like you said, in many different iterations and stuff has been around for, for 30 plus years. It really feels like this, there's there, this is the, this is oddly enough, like the, your prime, like it, I don't know. It feels like just, Especially with like, you know, the, you know, the Hollywood Bowl and the whole Jane's Addiction tour announcement and you guys were like, do you know, it, it just feels like, um, the, I don't know, the world is sort of waking up to the fact that the pumpkins are like, f- like strong and here to, yeah, you know, yeah. like here to, here to conquer kind of, I don't know if that's a, a, a mission on, on your part or on Billy's part or on the band's part, but it felt like you guys are here to, you mean business in the, in the best way possible. Um, yes. And yes. You know what I mean? To answer those, those questions, I think that we, like I said, like we, you know, we, we feel like that we deserve, you know, to be, you know, playing at the highest level possible yeah. and all that, what whatever that means out there in the world of of the music industry and so we're you know and we know to get those things to reach those heights you have to be the best you know yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. and that's a relative you know that's a relative term the best you know because there's so many great artists and bands but i think what it means and what maybe what you're saying is that we're the best version of ourselves. Yeah. You know, the truest version of ourselves. And that makes it unique and different from the Foo Fighters or Red Hot Chili Peppers or those yeah. other bands from, from that era that, you know, we're often lumped together with and um, creating that distinctness, that uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's that's how you reach that. And because yeah. then, it, then it becomes a situation where only the Smashing Pumpkins can provide that feeling, that atmosphere, right. that mood. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what's happening now is people are re-realizing that very thing, that just how unique a band you guys are, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's weird because now that I've been in this, you know, 15, almost 16 years coming up, it's, it's, I can look back and, you know, it's almost hard to admit, you know, that I'm very thankful for this time and, and, and like, wow, so good. This, what's great. What, such great opportunities, you know, even mm-hmm. every single time we're on TV and you get to do, they're like, wow, like how cool is that? You yeah. know, or to put your hands in the cement on, on the, you know, in Hollywood, like is, is, you know, it's something that you would never even think about as a kid, like, wow, that could actually happen to you. And yeah, all, all those really nice things. And, um, and like I said, I think that we've always, the whole time I've been there, we've always tried to do our best, but sometimes you see when you're not, now in hindsight, you know, and I won't not no need to get like super specific, but you realize like, wow, like we weren't even close to where we're at now, mm-hmm. you know, but we were always trying our best, whether, yeah. you know, whatever version of the band, we're always trying to be the best, write the best songs, play the best parts. But, you know, it's it's like there's there's a certain intangible thing that happens, you know, where culture time history Mm -hmm. the industry kind of starts lining up and and i think the for the band and the artist you know it's just being always prepared for when that happens yeah i think you know like i said we're we're ready we're ready to rock always absolutely well (laughs) yeah just to borrow a word from the you know the first album you 
toward on it, it it really does feel like the the, the zeitgeist you know has yeah. has realigned with um the pumpkin speaking of that the cement on at the chinese theater the hollywood uh you know, you yeah. guys put your handprints. I read today uh, uh, that you're the first rock band to be asked to do that since Kiss in 1976. Is that true? Is there that's any what they, Were you told that's that? What, that's what they told us. Yeah, yeah. They didn't mention that it was that Kiss, you know, they didn't, but they said that it was like the first uh, musical artist since something like Michael Jackson in the eighties wow. or something too. Wow. So Kiss is, you know, I'm sure was there too. But you know, they said the last time a musical was the eighties. Wow. Or was, and then today they said Michael Jackson. So I would assume is I don't know when it was, but yeah. that was pretty crazy. It's wild. It was cool. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Um, and James had to miss it, of course. But we were speculating yeah, I, as to whether they send you wet cement in the mail and then you, yeah, to, and you then do you it later. Do it <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You know, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know about the. But um, yeah, he was under the weather that day. You know, what I mean, it was that's a just tough trip. You know, what I mean, so it's sure. been a, a tough trip. Just like trying to, you know, even when you travel together, at some point, so you know, if one person gets you know right. a cold, then like yeah. everybody, you know, what I mean, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So kind of speaking about that Zeitgeist era, you have been playing FOL during this tour. Uh-huh. And uh, what was the, I mean, it's so cool to hear that because it surprised everyone because there are the <laughs> things that we all like expect in the, the set list and everything and the things that we hope for. And uh, I know it was on the practicing, but to actually see it live, People were just kind of like you could tell the fans in the audience with the like reaction for yeah, FOL yeah, yeah. or something like ugly. You know, it just uh, what what made y'all want to bring that back now? Um, well, you know, we've never even during Zeitgeist we never played that song live. Um, I know we talked about it, and I don't know. You know, we may have may have kicked it around rehearsal, but I don't even think that, you know, so um, I think we're just looking for um, certain types of songs that had a certain type of heaviness to it, but a certain, and then a, with a certain blend of melodicism. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that song, uh, it just kind of felt right. We played it at rehearsal, the like one of the first days that we were in Nashville rehearsing and we're like, oh, this sounds cool. Let's, we, this has got, it's just, honestly, it's just fun for us to play. You know, mm -hmm. at some point we, there's just songs that are just, you know, fun for us musically to play. And yeah. that's one of them. Yeah, it's really fun. You can um, tell there's a lot of fun because of the breakdown and everything. That, you know, Billy yeah, gets to yeah. talk to the band and you and, and yeah. Jack gets to do the bass stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's the best. Yeah, everybody really, every single member um, is, it, it just really gets to shine right now. It's And speaking of that, the the... Um, cover you guys do of Once in a Lifetime, which is one that the Pumpkins did back in the Machina yeah. era. Was that something you were kind of just doing in rehearsal? Like, how did that be? How did that get woven into the set list on this tour? Yeah, it was actually my idea because we were putting the set together in Nashville. We needed something even more like like yeah. that heaviest. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we were kind of talking. I just was remembering that, you know, thinking about that that Machina tour mm -hmm. and I just said, well, what about once in a lifetime? Cause that's, you know, and, and it was like, Oh yeah. That then it just, 
like within five minutes we were playing and it was like, yeah, oh yeah, we got to do this. I mean, it was like the, that, that was <laughs> a perfect fit for, for this set. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was an example of, of a moment in the, the festival show, the Redondo beach show that we saw where like you could look around anybody watching, whether they were a diehard pumpkins fan, whether they, I doubt there were many people who had never heard of you, but even if there were, I think everyone was equally, I mean, that feels like an example of you guys like coming to, you know, coming to rock, yeah. showing up to rock yeah. and succeeding for sure. It yeah. And it's, and it's cool because I think it, you know, when you're playing those types of shows where there may be like more casual fans, mm-hmm. you know, say that that's a song that, you know, most people have heard, you know, I mean, yeah. they know, you know, it's, it's food, but we're far from doing a, um, faithful rendition of it yeah you know, it's totally you know the deconstructed pumpkins version of a song and right. so i think it kind of works because it doesn't feel like oh we're just throwing in a cover not at all it felt so deliberate and the fact that it was rec- it was recognizable lyrically to people you yeah know, but you guys really just ripped it inside out and it's yeah it was i don't know perfect perfect sort of centerpiece almost to um to these shows because it re- yeah there was just not an unmelted face uh in the crowd at that point yeah yeah no it's super fun to play and it you know i mean because it, it what it is is it's kind of like the first half of the show leads up to that and you kind of mm-hmm. peak at that right. and it's like that and then it kind of you basically then you can kind of go into the back half of the show sure. and so that there's only so many musical pieces that you can do that can do such things and and you know it, it would be things like United States mm-hmm. or um, you know Super things Christ. that we Super Christ yeah exactly exactly that was, that was the song I was thinking and we've been, play, been playing those recently so mm-hmm. you know we had to pull, kind of got to go a little deeper into the, the, the yeah. guys you know and I and that's why I thought I'm like oh yeah we got to do Once in a Lifetime it's so cool that was amazing it's such good placement in the uh, in the um, set list. Because like Pat and I, I mean, even at the Santa Barbara show, it was cool to see the Santa Barbara show and then the Beach Life Festival show at both shows. There's just like a focus and just everybody being like, holy shit. Believe me, we love playing it. <laughs> it's like, that, that's fun, fun. Yeah, it's fun to play. Do you like, do you guys like playing, um, is there a big difference to you between the the festival gigs and the regular Pumpkins shows? Does it feel different or is it just kind of show to show? Um, no, for sure. Festivals have their own atmosphere and yeah. and and um, environment, and and they're just two different beasts. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of, I mean, the festivals are kind of fun because it's just you never know what it's going to be like. Yeah, you know yeah. Because I mean? you know we don't sound check or you just kind of show up, walk mm-hmm. on stage, and you're like, all right, you know, there's. You know, Beach Life is actually fairly small. You know, I mean, like twenty thousand people. But you know, we're at, at um, Welcome to Rockville. You know, and they're like, "Wow, there's like fifty thousand people out there, mm-hmm. or something like that." You know, like, it's a lot of people. You know, so yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it's totally. I mean, that's how can you not get energized by that? You're like, "Wow, this is not yeah. something you get to do every day. This is cool." Yeah, there was definitely yeah. a wild because the one we were at, people were partying in the sun like all day long. <laughs> and by the time you guys were like uh, toward the end of your set, I mean the crowd was was into it. There, the crowd was also like they got sloppy. You know, yeah, there were some there were some people who were like 
the level of drunk where like you just don't know what this person's gonna do at any moment you know you kind of gotta like keep your distance but yeah, it felt yeah, what yeah, yeah. like there was a what i don't know like you guys were in such it feel like it, it feels like you guys can really thrive in that situation you you know it's like it's no skin off your back you don't require a um devoted sort of uh knows every song in the songbook uh, yeah. audience to to sort of uh just blow the roof off the place it's see i don't know there was something fun about the wildness of the crowd you know from our perspective yeah you know that i think that the um you know the the difficulty of 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 festivals is you know some people's like to be like wow it's just going to be a bunch of casual fans you mm-hmm. know general people you should just play nothing but hits but then if you do that type of set list it kind of maybe skews the band it's not really representative of sure. all the different facets of what the band is so i think for us it's always been like how can we, you know of course you do need to do that because there's that that is a version of of reality of that like okay you know you got to play hits that people recognize you mm-hmm. know because this these aren't people that necessarily bought tickets to see you you know i mean they're here for the festival experience but then also represent yourself in a way that gives them uh, you know a truer representation of what the band is about so mm-hmm. i think that over the years we've gotten better at kind of finding that balance and yeah. and having faith in the band that if we're firing on all cylinders those things like playing things like Once in a Lifetime or even FOL at a festival, mm-hmm. it translates because, you know, it's bookend by enough known material. We get to be ourselves. And yeah. actually, I think people respond to certain, to the authenticity of the experience. Oh, yeah. You guys wrote yeah. that line yeah. really well for this yeah. festival. It was, and yeah. believe me, it's, yeah, it's something that we talk about, we revise. It's not something mm-hmm. that we're just like, hey, we just woke up and let's just go up there and do that. I mean, it's, it's work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and looking at how we've played previous festivals and how it's gone and how it's and like, wow, okay, like some you know, we've tried like just stacking like hit after hit after hit. And it's almost weird that when you do that, people kind of tune out. Right. Right. You know what I mean? You know, so it's like you gotta do something like once in a lifetime or after a while or something to kind of like give a different perspective so then when you go and play the hits on people are even more excited about it. Yeah, totally. And yeah. they're focusing they're kind of like they're focusing on what the uh, what they're enjoying about it, it, it kind of forces any pre like a once in a lifetime to a casual fan or a concert goer like it kind of forces any preconceived notions about the band or any like it's out the window, you know. It's yeah, you can yeah. only pay attention to what you guys are doing in that moment and yeah sure. people really did it was yeah it was awesome unbelievable so just speaking you also open you you did uh, you did a good amount of uh, seer stuff and uh-huh. it was really cool i mean I, this color of love was is a pretty big single too but um kicking it open with that was a felt like a really bold move as opposed to like right into bullet with butterfly i mean it was just yeah. you know We'll, we'll, we won't sit here and compliment you all <laughs> gush all day, but it was that good. I mean, honestly, it was it was that great, mind blowing of a show. But for the um, for songs like Black Forest, Black Hills, um, and just mm-hmm. Seer tracks, obviously you didn't get to do kind of a dedicated Seer tour because of COVID. Yeah, how does it feel to play those as opposed to older songs or as opposed to? songs you've just gotten more reps in with does it feel like they're starting to weave themselves kind of seamlessly into the 
set list? Yeah, the latter. You know, I mean, it, it you know, and it it is kind of a you know strange to have done an album and then not being able to do a tour around it and kind of mm-hmm. you know usually you'd have you know a month or six weeks to kind of really dig into the material and how to present it live and and um you know and there's like technical issues with it because like a lot of the equipment that we use on the record we can't mm-hmm. bring out on tour because on tour you have to have a guitar rig or whatever that right. can play everything from fol to bullet to black forest but you know what i mean so yeah. and, and it's and so you're you're faced with those challenges of trying to figure out how to how to do that and um so you know song like the title tracks here we've been playing actually now for a little bit of time yeah. because we did it we did the version over the pandemic that that we did remotely and then um you know, we played it in September, and we would play Killer Love too. But you know, on this tour, we've played things like Anno Santana and um, Black Forest, and what else? Mm-hmm. I think we've, you know, and um, which it, and so those tunes have taken a, like the first couple of weeks. I felt like it felt a bit like we're still trying to figure it out. But now yeah. when we play Black Forest, it's like it's super great. Everything, yeah. like I, it, it's just like it it's so. Great. Yeah, it's super cool. We figured out a way to play it, and James and I do this like this really cool guitar intro that's like you know t- for me at least you know like fairly improvised. You know, I mean, yeah. I have like a set of per- but it's like but just kind of sit there and create a mood for like thirty seconds to a minute, and oh, it's just so I really love those moments, and it's yeah. and it's fun to give um, because that's the thing is you know when you you know record a song, it's it's kind of a snapshot in time, right, and then. You know, you have to play that song for the next year, year and a half, or whatever. While you usually tour on it, and yeah. and it continues to evolve. And so now, those songs are. It, I don't know how to explain. It's like it's like it's like you know, there's like the SP magnet, and you know, as mm-hmm. they've kind of started, and you know, entering the orbit, they're a little bit unwieldy. You know, yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> like as as they kind of sit in the orbit of all the other songs, they're right. start, it, they start to like the way we play, the sounds we use, the you know, the the way we play the guitars and all that kind of stuff start to meld together to where it really makes sense in the set. Yeah, and so that's that's awesome. It's such a fantastic choice too, that particular song, especially in a set because it gives it a different flavor. And I hope you don't think this is reductive, but I remember seeing The Cure at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. and like listening to something like Prayers for Rain when they played that. And the feel that massive feeling that I got from watching that live up close, you know, watching yeah. The Cure play that, and that's the same feeling I got watching you guys play Black Forest, you know, just like up close. It had this like, and even the interpretation, the live interpretation of it just kind of gave it this more grand scale. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, and I think like you're right. I think that, um, of course, you know, something like The Cure or, you know, like Susie and the Banshees or anything like that is kind of the, the, you know, the template, but we're never a band that, that would just kind of, you know, copy someone's yeah. vibe. We have to always put our own spin on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, yeah, I think you know the feeling is more important than the aesthetics. You know, it's yeah. like kind of getting the people to have that that feeling and that experience. And so, like that, like I said, those are and especially in what's what's so difficult about that type of music in particular. You know, like I said, whether it's The Cure, Susie, Joy Division. You know, the aesthetics and getting things just right is so key. 
you know, because yeah. it's, there's a certain type of minimalism, you know, right. to the to the play. It's not like being like heavy playing super heavy is totally different set of parameters than playing right. something like Black Forest, and so that just takes a lot of time and everything's got to be just right and the sound like from the guitar sound to the notes like when you play it how what james plays versus what billy you know what i mean so it's um it takes a bit of work you know what i mean and, and it's and it's a journey that has to go from beginning to end so you kind of have to just do it a bunch of times mm-hmm. and yeah. listen and kind of like okay be a good enough musician to where like you're playing that song on stage you're not going to play that song again until maybe one or two nights later and you have to remember, right. okay, well, last time I did this and, you know, it kind of worked, but maybe I should try something a little bit different and then until you find like, okay, there it is, you know, and that's, I think for us, we've kind of figured, you know, starting to figure that out. It's great. Yeah, that was such a cool example of it. Yeah, it wasn't just a matter of you even playing. I mean, you were you were simultaneously replicating, you know, the the feeling of the song from the album, but you weren't even... It, it, the coolest thing was how uh, sort of gelled it felt in in that particular live interpretation of it. You weren't just yeah. replicating how it sounds yeah. on the no, album. No, yeah, it took on yeah. its own life, which is really cool. And the vocals, obviously, Sierra and Katie's vocals on the album are such a big part of it. But you guys really, I think with guitars, um, kind of recreated the song um yeah. you know in the absence of those vocals you know it, yeah. was, it was really cool really cool moment are you gonna probably incorporate more of those seer songs or um different seer songs in the next tour or is that something you're still gonna hammer out I yeah no, i can no, no just gotta get yeah. through this one no jeff yeah, yeah, i want you yeah, to think yeah, about yeah. this now <laughs> i think that all i can say is probably you know, the, 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 the tour in the fall is going to be much, not in terms of what it will look like, but in terms of like production value. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think will be closer to something like the shiny tours where there'll be a lot more bells and whistles. So what the set is and how it will have to be kind of predetermined because obviously if there's going to be visuals yeah. and, you know, we're, right. we're, what we're doing now is more like an old school rock show. So we can have actually play around with the set a bit. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, um, but, you know, that tour will have to be a little more like the shiny tour dialed in because of if you have high production value, it, you, you, it's, it's like a, it's theater, you know, right. you got to kind of, you can't just be like, Hey, we're going to throw this song in tonight. You know what I mean? Because it, it just, does, it, even if you want to, it just doesn't work that way right. yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. Frank was the tech, the tech guy at the theater where we met and you know you text all the shows for a long time and you know that well like people surprises are not um yeah it's not welcome or fun (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) well if you have video screens with content you know what are you gonna do you can't yeah right have nothing yeah 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 but there seems to be a lot of thought into the lighting too i mean um i'm sorry i'm not remembering his name but even when he has the water bottle you know testing out the lights, you know, to yeah. make sure that it's uh, pointed. I mean, it's, uh, it's really impressive. I mean, the light show, I know, I know you say it's pretty like, uh, kind of scaled back, but even the light show is really impressive. Yeah. No, Luke, who's been our LD, you know, he actually came on pretty early on in the shiny tour and he's, he just gets the band. He totally, you know, we trust him and he's, 
you know, he once he, he just he's great, and I think mm-hmm. it, it. I think all those things. I mean, you know, then that that that's the thing is, you know, like like having a great front of house sound person who can translate, you know, what we're doing, you know, into basically, you know, two speak two massive speakers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in front of the audience yeah. to, you know, the lights creating the right moods to go along with with the music and all that, you know, like having great people to do that is is key. That's awesome. Do you guys? How does it, sorry, Frank. I, I keep talking over you. Um, you you had something more specific. Go for it. Yeah, I was just gonna say your experience touring uh, in these like outdoor kind of pavilions and amphitheaters. How has that experience been uh, compared to arenas or any of these other shows that you played? Uh, is it something that you enjoy? And I know for I mean, it's kind of great for people, especially right now with pandemic still kind of being there yeah. it's a little bit more safer for everyone but you also have to deal with noise ordin- ordinances like the santa barbara show you know like it's a very strict you have to be done at this time yeah curfews and db limits you know I right mean, yeah yes. yeah 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 even indoor now to you know to protect people's hearing you know they have yeah. actually you know fairly strict db limits but you have the you know the the time curve because you know a lot of those Somewhat like in Santa Barbara, you know, that's a beautiful amphitheater, but there's like houses really close. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, mean? I was shocked. I, mean? so, I was yeah, shocked. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I love, I mean, I love, there's something just so wonderful about playing outdoors. And it's, you know, but you just, then you have to deal with the elements, whether it's, you know, humidity, rain, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, um, that kind of stuff. I mean, in all honesty, there's nothing that beats the arena show. There's just something that's like yeah. the best of all worlds when you see like a big band with great production and, you know, modern arenas, actually like the newer buildings sound pretty decent, mm-hmm. you know, compared to like what it was like in the 70s or 80s. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, so there's nothing. I think I feel like because once you kind of get bigger than that, it's like that's a different experience. So I feel like. You know, the arena show is really that those are a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, A lot of fun. Awesome. And it's kind of like, you know, from a from a work standpoint, like from like my perspective, it's 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 great because you go to it's it's like and you do a tour like shiny or the one we're going to do. It's what's nice is every day is is almost the same, Mm -hmm. meaning that, you know, because arenas are super similar so like um like whereas now like these venues are radically different so the stages are are different you know but when like on the shiny tour it's like the stage is exactly the same every day i mean you're basically carrying your own stage around you know what i mean and so it's the same you get you know there's tons of dressing rooms so if i i can have my own guitar warm-up room and go play guitar all day and you know where you know some of like now it's like we go and and like oh like you know, some of these these amphitheaters are super old and they have like one room, mm-hmm. <laughs> one dressing room, you know what I mean? Which is fine, you know, We but it's like, you know, Jimmy's trying to warm up on drums, I'm trying to play guitar, Jay's trying to play guitar, it sounds like, you know, bad school rock, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, so, yeah, the, the arena experience is, 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 uh, is to me, it's like, that's like, doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, nice. yeah. I mean, it doesn't get the... um just to circle back to Paul McCartney, the, I was, I had never seen a concert in that ginormous of a, um, 
of a setting before because it's like like 70,000 people. Yeah. 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 It's insane. But then like, like about halfway through the show, it occurred to me like, oh, this guy knows how to work a crowd this big because he's been playing this size crowd for 50 years. And he knows how to make you feel um, a part of it, even though you are one of, you know, just a staggering number of people. It's it's really, yeah, it's really wild. Uh, it's not easy. You know no. what I mean? It's not easy, but he's got the, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, it comes he's got the tunes, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? You got, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got the songs, you know, to, to keep people captivated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Um, well, we don't want to keep you all day, but have, have there been any, um, any highlights for any sort of uh, moments or shows or just any just any experiences over the last few weeks that that have really stood out um you know i mean it's been great all the shows have been good and and the fan response has been so wonderful and you know i really didn't know it because you know these are not markets we normally come to mm-hmm. you know these are places and and it, and it's been just so awesome. Like you know, we played in uh, Birmingham the other day, mm-hmm. and it was one of the best shows of the tour. I was yeah. like, I don't know what it, I don't know if I've ever in the fifteen years I've been there. I don't know if I've ever played actually Birmingham yeah. with the band. So it's and 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 so like those kind of surprises have have been nice. Um, Mexico was incredible yeah. to be yeah. able to go and 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 play there, and so we're. We're hoping, you know, and have four sold out shows yeah. just, and we, you know, we could have done more and, and it was just so cool. Yeah. It's just been a positive experience all around, like, you know, and I'm really, you know, Billy and I were talking about in the dressing room the other day, like how we're really glad, you know, we did this tour because um, it like going, you know, because it's, there's a certain physicality to, to playing. And so I'm glad that our first show back from all this isn't going to be in Dallas, October 2nd. Right, you know, right. This fall. Sure. You know, I'm really glad that we did it because we're going to be even more ready to, oh, yeah. to destroy. You yeah, know? absolutely. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. Like, we feel like, like, okay, like, like we're, we're just getting warmed up is kind of our vibe. Oh, so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's that's so. I'm I'm really glad we did this tour. It's been great. No, we're we're so glad we uh, saw it. If you don't mind, if you have time, we have a few questions oh, that yeah. people sent yeah, to let's us. Do it. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, Patreon members had um, submitted some questions. Here's one from David K. Um, who and feel free to uh, say I can't answer this or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. But he says, "What was the song beguiled that was on the set list that was tweeted?" <laughs> um, pass, you know. Okay, so, okay, yeah, yeah, I will yeah, take that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you find out soon enough. You know, keep this suspense uh, long. Yeah, 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 yeah. You okay. Can, I think you can read between the lines and, you know what I mean? So yeah. We had a slight, slight change of plans right before the tour started. So oh, okay. That's all I can say. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. All right. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I we think people know, that. you know, I think people kind of, you know, people, fans know that, you know, there's new music coming. So yeah. I think, yeah. Um, but he also asked, like, what uh, you and the rest of the bandmates uh, do on the bus on downtime or when you're in different cities. Uh, well, usually most of our bus rides are overnight, mm-hmm. you know, like, so, at, so that's what people don't, so after a show, um, like for example, last night in Greensboro, we've, you know, finished around 11 or whatever, right. Hang out for half an hour, 45 minutes, 
get on the bus, bus ride, you know, then you drive through the night. And so it was like an eight hour drive, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, eight and a half hour drive, maybe even because, you know, they just have to stop and get fuel. And so we sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we'll hang out and, and, and talk for a little bit, you know what I mean? Till we, and then, but not, you know, not too long. Um, and then we all just go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and if I'm whatever, I don't, whatever, if you're in your bunk, what people are doing, you know, I might listen to a music or no, usually I don't listen to music after playing music for like two and hours, like blasting in my head. Right. So I, so I listen to a podcast or something, um, and just fall asleep. Yeah. That's usually what we do. Um, nothing. Yeah. And then, you know, um, we haven't actually had too many off days on this tour where we haven't had to do some type of travel today being one of the rare ones where we're actually, you know, I mean, I got, I guess we got here at nine thirty in the morning. So it's like, you know, technically we did travel today, yeah. but you know, we don't have to go right. anywhere else today. Um, so honest, like I said, a lot, of, I think we just usually will, you know, go get and try to get a meal together at some point you know, usually at night. But other than that, I think everybody just catches up on sleep. Right. Yeah. 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 Sleeping or trying to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Not exciting, but uh, I think maybe Billy and Jimmy went to a baseball game today because the Cubs were playing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cincinnati, you know what I mean? So um, I think they may have went to that. I, I passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that'll be a big game, though. I don't know a lot about baseball, but I know that um, Cincinnati and Chicago, are, they like their baseball. Yeah. So that'll, that'll probably be For a fun sure. one. Um, Evangelina asks, of course, songs are rehearsed beforehand, but how much leeway do you have to add an additional surprise? You kind of talked about that. She adds, uh, she adds cough, the boy, cough end cough. Which we will <laughs> stop harassing. Uh, when you did the... Um, the live streams, uh, Jeff, uh, you and Jack, when you do the live stream, sorry to harass so much about the boy. Oh, <laughs> I didn't no, want to annoy no, no. James. Harass- yeah, I tell James, we've, I'm like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Maybe in the fall, I've come like, let's do it. You know what I mean? Um, no, um, we usually, usually what happens is I would say 90% of the set is we come in like knowing kind of what we're going to do. And there's mm-hmm. always more than that we'll actually play. You know right. what I mean? You know, there's yeah. going to be, you know, they're like, but then you can only figure stuff out beforehand on paper so far. And so once you're actually in the room and playing stuff, you're like, oh, we need a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Oh, we need, right. you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Um, I think we, you know, like originally like something like Hummer wasn't on the um, original set list. Mm-hmm. This stuff that we're like, you know, at some shows in Mexico, we were playing Hummer because... You know, we needed, we needed stuff like that. So um, it's not a problem adding like an, another song like that once you have everything else dialed in. We're, you know, not too bad. Yeah. Nice. I think um, when we talked to Jack a long time ago, a while ago, thick of pandemic, he mentioned Hummer as being one of the songs he hadn't played, but that he would be most yeah. excited yeah. To, to play. Yeah. Geek USA. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, Christian Wilkins says, uh, what is that awesome sounding guitar you've used on Color of Love? How are you liking your Yamaha Revstar compared to your other guitars? Um, yeah, that guitar, this kind of offset guitar is a, 
it's either it's the you know they made the it's a Yamaha it, but it's a vintage one from I, they made those from like sixty six to sixty eight somewhere in there I don't know the exact um, year I don't know if they were able to tell but you know um, but they, that's it was yeah it's, so it's late you know mid to late sixties Yamaha it's, it's called it SG two um, and my old guitar tech Drew Foppy you know um, found it in Arizona and uh, for you know, and it it had been stripped. The paint had been stripped off. It had almost no frets left. But he was like, he's like, I know you'd love this guitar. And so, um, I bought the guitar from somebody. You know, he he got it arranged to get it for me. And so then I gave it to Yamaha. Said, hey, I got this guitar. Let's um, basically refurbish it. So they took it and we refinished it. And I painted it like that kind of, you know, matte copper mm-hmm. color. Um, put new frets in like jumbo stainless steel frets and then uh, potted the pickups because they're, you know, were fairly microphonic because, you know, they didn't pot wax pot pickups back then. So for yeah. loud volumes on stage, it did that. And then the, they had, <clears throat> had like some weird, you know, 60s Japanese tremolo system. And so I said, you know, I really want to use this because I want it to be very functional. So let's, let's actually just get, and since we're refinishing the paint, you know, we can put in a new tremolo system. So that was the only kind of like new thing that we put on, which, um, which is, uh, it's, there's kind of a few different companies that are making really high end kind of jazz master fender replacement type of tremolo system. And that one's from yeah. descendant and, um, and it works great, you know, feels great and, and sounds great. Cause you know, you would think that that actually has a bit of a sound, but other than that, everything is original. You know the pickups, the electronics. You know, and and it is a phenomenal sounding guitar. Like the pickups sound incredible. Like I mean, yeah. it really sound. I, shockingly, I didn't think it would sound so great. You know, <laughs> um, but Drew told me he said he said no. This guitar sounds incredible. He's like, you're gonna love it. Let's just you know, I think just get it kind of um, fixed and and you know like modernized just enough to make it usable on stage every night mm-hmm. stays yeah. in tune perfectly plays great oh, wow. you know um and it, and honestly like it's probably one of the best sounding guitars i own you know and it actually i have quite a few fender jazz masters and jaguars and stuff and honestly it, it, it it's like sounds better than all of them it's got it's got a definitely a magic thing to it and um so of course you know when you when that happens, you're like, well, I need to get another one now. I have to get lucky this, again. And yeah. I was looking this morning and there, you know, there's only a few, there's none on reverb or um, there's one on reverb and a few on eBay, all from Japan. And, you know, the prices have gone up like crazy on those. I'm like, you know, I got this like almost like, like for nothing, you know, basically. Because it was, like I said, it was in bad shape. It needed a lot of work. And so yeah. someone's like, I ain't get it, you know what I mean? But um, luckily, I can have Yamaha actually do the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very fortunate in that way. So um, so that I love that guitar. It, and I've used it since I've gotten it. Um, I've used it on a ton of sessions in LA, them, like bands that I'm producing and recording and playing guitar on. And it sounds I mean, it's, I get actually a lot of messages and my friends tell me like, what is that guitar? It's like, it sounds incredible. Like, you know, through the PA and stuff, which is, um, 
So I've never had so many people ask me about like what a guitar is, you know, um, and compliment the sound. So I know it's really special. So I've been kind of trying to bug Yamaha. I'm like, maybe we should try and do a... Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, or something, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, try to, you know, it's, you know, Yamaha is very, it's very interesting because, you know, if you notice like a lot of um, Japanese companies, like even Roland and Boss, they don't. You know, Roland now has done more reissue stuff of of old. You know, but yeah, their 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 mentality is really like, well, no, we're designing new stuff. Why would we? You know, <laughs> right, like, right. Why do we? That's so frustrating, though. Yeah, they're not like super into like reissuing things from their past. Right, you know? and yeah. I get it. You know, because they're like, well, we're working on all this new technology and yeah. stuff, which. Um, you know, will lead me into the new Rev Stars. So yeah, I have two of the new Rev Stars that just came out. They have three different tiers. You know, I mean, they have the Japanese made one that I think is called the Professional, and then the middle tier is called the Premier or something like that. And um, and they're phenomenal. I have to say, like compared to the first iteration that came out in 2015, like this new version is they've really dialed it in, like taken a lot of um, feedback from players over the years and and like I said and and where you can they're doing this whole chambering of the body that really affects the sound in a way that these guitars are super clear and articulate and powerful like I'm re- like I'm, I'm really digging playing them and then the the one that I played well I played the one I played on today on Corden which is that is like the Japanese version they do this um, aging to the wood somehow through like they put in like some type of vibrational thing or, huh. or heat. I don't know exactly how they do, but they, they're able to do this treatment to the wood that makes it basically, it's been played for thousands and thousands of hours already. Mm-hmm. Has, and, and it Whoa. really does make a difference. And it has these, some kind of two types of like metal rods inside the body as well that they're, that kind of enhance the tone. And yeah, Whoa. that's a, it's a phenomenal guitar. So they've really, um, they've really created something special. And it's, I think what's cool about it is that it's, it's really its own thing. It doesn't really, it doesn't sound, um, it's not a Gibson and it's not a Fender. It's just, it's its own thing, but it kind of, you can actually kind of get close to those things, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but it's distinct. And I really, so for me, Playing in this band because you know James is a lot of times on a you know on his on on Gibsons and you know Billy's Reverence are have their own thing and so it kind of puts me in a unique place too and I think that's part of like creating that sonic palette where we're all working together but you still have to be distinct yeah. because yeah. If, if our guitar sounds are too similar then they're gonna be stepping on top of each other yeah, so, yeah it just kind of becomes yeah. mud yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so that's what I mean like you know, the right guitars, right amps, all that kind of stuff. You know, I think we're just completely, you know, always very aware of all that. And so, like I said, I'm, you know, those Rev Stars, shockingly, I've been playing those a ton on this tour. I didn't think I would because, you know, I, I love my Pacificas actually and um, yeah. so much, you know. Those are, like, really my tailored to to the way I like to play and the way I like to feel. But I've been super impressed with these guitars. And they're both – and what I love about it is because they're 100% stock. 
like production guitars, mm-hmm. not modified. I didn't change the pickups, nothing, and they sound. Yeah. I don't need. I don't feel like I need to do anything to them. Well, that's awesome. Which is a very, which is a rarity. Yeah. 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 You can just take it out of box and just rock. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. You just you just reminded me of something that we don't wanted to ask about. You, you the um, the James Corden performance. Oh, right. We, you guys did a second song and we were very psyched. We got, you know, we got to go. Frank and I almost missed it. We were late. <laughs> we didn't know we were late, but there are all these like PAs ushering us in. You know, we felt embarrassed, but also important because they like let us in. You know, they're waiting for us. But, um, and we didn't want to be like, uh, can we sit over there in front of the band? <laughs> no, yeah, we didn't want to be, yeah, beggars couldn't be choosers about that but it was yeah it was very cool it was very cool context to see you guys in to kick off you know seeing you do a a full show but you did a second song ugly which um Uh they i think somebody mentioned it was going to be for a different tv show or something we just were curious where that if you if they told you like where that was going to live i i was i was told well we were told that it was for like online only oh okay. okay okay So maybe somehow at some point they put it on their YouTube channel or their huh. this show. Ch- I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah, 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 you just so yeah, okay. it, that it was supposed to be online. So it's yeah, it hasn't come out yet. So then it might it might have now. We haven't. Ch- we were just curious because I thought I heard a producer say like, and then they're going to do another song which will air on a different show or so. I don't know if it was going to be on like hmm. you know some other no, CBS. Maybe, but I thought no, no, uh, maybe yeah, they'll use it on a different. James Corden show if they don't have a musical guest. Right, or right. I don't know. Actually, I th- I thought it what I was told it was for online only. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It was a cool choice. Yeah, we were, yeah. we had no idea what you guys were going to play with either song, and we we were it was yeah we were pleasantly um, pleasantly digging both of them. Um, Jeff Michael P asks with the Rock Invasion two tour ending soon, and with the Jane's Addiction tour not starting until the fall. What will you be doing during the summer, during the interim? Um, well, I have quite a bit of stuff that I need to do. Um, so I, before, um, I produced two songs on this record by my friend Talene Kali, uh, K-A-L-I uh, is her last name. And um, so her record is going to be coming out and... Um, so I'm going to help her promote that, you know, she put out a single to kind of promote it on, on her um, crowdfunding um, campaign, but the first official singles will be coming out in the summer. So we're going to, I think we talked about doing a video, you know, a cameo in her video mm-hmm. <laughs> for that and stuff. So uh, when I get back, she wants to do that, but it, the song, um, I'm trying to remember, she changed the title of it because, you know, it had the working title, but I can't, you know, um, <laughs> I think it's called. I think she changed it to "Last Lovers on Earth" or something like that. But it's it came out the, the it came out so good. I'm like super proud of the work we did together, and um, I'm proud of the production work that I did and the guitar playing. It's very um, like I don't want to say like shoegazy in a way. It's more like uh, like old school, like C eighty six, you know, like late eighties. Yeah. Meets um, like kind of you know like lush or something sure. like that. Yeah. Um, and it, it just came out cool and I really love, you know, like the guitar work I did on it is cool. It's like almost like, like Lush meets like the Yardbirds or something like that. Yeah. So almost <laughs> like, the, you know, it's so a lot of like Chime 12 string and then that new Yamaha, the SG2, you know, is all over that track. And um, so that, then I started doing, I'm working with another band in LA called Living More and they're cool. And um, 
So we're actually doing their whole record. Cool. And so we got about halfway done before I had to leave, you know. Um, and they're interesting because it's, uh, I think at their core, um, there's, you know, they're, they're like a folk duo, you know, and they, but they kind of do alternative music. And so they kind of write their songs in that way. And so we've taken those kind of more acoustic bass songs and, and turned them into like alternative indie rock songs. Yeah. And so um, that's been really fun. And um, so, like I said, we're halfway there. So I got to pick that up when I get back. And then I have actually have to finish my own EP as well. So <laughs> I have, I have that to do as well. Um, so I have, and I have, so I have a ton of stuff yeah, to do. Sounds like when yeah. I get back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, it's going to be busy summer. Yeah. You know I mean? Wow. It's going to be September and have to roll into rehearsal before I know it. So yeah. I'm actually going to try it though. You know, I'm actually going to try and take some time off when, as soon as I get back, like I'm going to kind of check out for a couple of weeks yeah. and yeah, not yeah. be available for, for any, you know, because, um, this tour has been, I think all of us are pretty like not fried from the music, but just fried for like the travel has sure. been pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like you look at it on paper and you're like, Oh, it's not too bad. But like, not until you do it, you're like, Oh man, there's been a lot of overnight drives and those overnight drives are just tough because you get broken sleep. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Ugh. Yeah. If I have to take one red eye to the, you know, East coast, I'm screwed like all week, you know, <laughs> know. like, and I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's just visiting my parents, you know, it's like not performing for throngs. Yeah. Well, you know, in some days I'm like, man, like great. I have a day off. I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And you know, I'm going to catch up on this. And then I just like, I'm like, get in bed. I'm just like, I'm just going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. Yeah. Oh, speaking of kind of the craziness of the tour, uh, I know track fade asked about the storm that shortened your show at um what show was that uh oh it was uh memphis memphis, memphis. yes so like yeah, what was the yeah. feeling on that like what was that like having to kind of wait in the wow, wings and... seems like three years ago that i know right that was like <laughs> i think that was the first show yeah yeah that's that yeah was that's the, right it that was like that that it was more like the, the feeling was like wow this is is this what this tour is gonna be like <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh it was well it's just crazy because yeah like, you know, we're there, and then our tour manager comes. He goes, the "Show's canceled. There's going to be lightning. They're going to clear the. They got to clear the whole festival. They're going to call the show now." And then, you know, they're like, "But we got to wait like twenty minutes or so. I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For the official official." Yeah. And then it's like, "No, you got to wait because they're gonna they're gonna clear the site, but then it's gonna pass through, and then they're gonna let people back in." You know? Yeah. I think it got called and then called off called on called off called on yeah so finally you know they were like you know we think you're going to be able to play like 90 minutes after we're supposed to go on or something they're like could you play even for like an hour mm-hmm. and we're like yeah of course if people yeah. are still here you know what i mean like we're here yeah. and, you know we want to you know i mean it's obviously not ideal conditions you know what i mean but yeah i mean we want to play and so i think you know and it was it rained pretty hard, you know what I mean. And, and you know, I feel yeah. bad because if you if you're at a fe- where are you supposed to go? You got to get off the festival site. Where are you supposed to go? So I think a lot of people did leave, but I I'd say about I don't know six or seven 
thousand people stuck around and we're wow. like, heck yeah, yeah. we can play for you guys. Yeah. yeah. And so I think those people were super jacked, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, we're, we're thankful, we're super thankful that we stuck around and we're like, Hey, you know, we'll play. Yeah. Probably wound up feeling like special on, in its own way, you know, Spe- like uh, yeah. it, it's through circumstance kind of a, spe- you know, special night. Have you had to deal with that before? <sighs> Nothing like this, you know what I okay. mean? You know, where, you know, but we've had, you know, one time, I think it was the Oceania tour, you know, where we played in the Philippines and there was like a crazy monsoon. And so we were there and, you know, it was an indoor arena, but it was like, I mean, the whole city was just flooded. Yeah. And yeah. so we had to just stick around for a couple of days and we actually played a day after we were scheduled to play. You know, because schedule-wise, it actually worked where we could stay in town mm-hmm. one day, and we actually were able to get the show in. But the city was still crazy flooded. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, you see, you kind of see a lot of crazy things while you're out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, Jeff, thank you so much again for chatting with us. It was, it's oh. been a real. I mean, it's been a real treat getting to chat with you. It's been awesome yeah. getting to experience these shows. You know, like we. Um, yeah, it had been a long time, like it, 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 and you guys are in top, top form. If anybody's listening who hasn't gotten to catch you yet, like, you know, we, we strongly, yeah, a few more days days (laughs) and then, um, yeah. Get ready for the fall. Yeah. You're ready for fall. It's going to be awesome. We will be there. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you. Hope everybody's feeling better too. And that, uh, everybody gets the the rest they need and yeah. 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 No, we had a great show last night. You know what I mean? You know, and I know, you know, people, you know, it's crazy. The internet people assume like start trying to create their own narratives. You know, it's literally just, if we could have played the other night, you know, wherever I, you know, in Virginia, we would have, and literally just, it was impossible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and so I'm, you know, I'm glad we, you know, we got to play the other night and, you know, we had a great, great show and the crowd was great. And yeah. Mm. Well, I heard that Gene Simmons came into town and that's why he canceled the show and you guys partied all night. So <laughs> yeah, don't even did. try he, he to... Wanted to count. He wanted to hang out. We're like, dude, we're hanging with Gene Simmons. Yeah, yeah you got to compare, <laughs> compare notes on that sidewalk uh, cement experience because <laughs> yeah, exactly. he was the last one, the last rocker to get to do it before you. Yeah, um, oh my God. Well, Jeff, yeah, best to the... Best to the band. Rest up. Enjoy the rest of the shows. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you out there in the fall. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Jeff. What a mensch. Total mensch. Um, yeah. What can you say? It was so cool to get to chat with Jeff again. We got to chat with him a couple times recently. Um, yeah, we'll have another episode, a sort of, uh, where the two of us powwow about our thoughts on all these shows and stuff we've seen a little more, and we'll also have firsthand accounts from you, the listener. Um, so that'll be its own thing. So stay tuned for that. But, um, if you happen to be at one of these shows and you want to share your experience, send us uh, an audio file of yourself uh, talking about it, or you could type it up if you don't want to do that. But we're going to stitch those into their own episode where Frank and I also give our kind of, you know, our, our full recap of the overall shows thoughts. and overall thoughts and everything. So if you want to submit, you can send an email to the smashing pumpcast at gmail.com. 
Cast is spelled K-A-S-T. Just got to reiterate how fucking great this band is right now. I mean, it's like I, it's yeah. embarrassing to sit here and gush sometimes to the to the person who is like part of it. But um, so I, I held back. But I mean, at the at the Beach Life show, and I ha- you had seen them the night before, so you, it, yeah. I, my jo- I I kept turning to you, and I, I I just kept saying like, holy shit! Like I I was right. truly blown away. I was gonna have a good time no matter what, but um, yeah. Just the band is in top top form, um, and Jeff sounds so, yeah. great. Yeah, everybody. Now is the time to see them. I think. I yeah, mean, like they're just they're feeling it, and I think they sound better than ever, in my opinion. Better than ever, and better than Ezra, for that matter. <laughs> um, a lot better than Ezra. Yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> and until next time, gang. There's a lot more cool shit coming in the future, so uh, stay tuned for that. Send us your thoughts, and. Until then, get some sleep, rock on, on, and we bid you farewell, and good night.